Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everyone listening, including the people outside the window. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We never, ever, ever miss a week. By the way, guys, we'll be missing the next two weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's people outside the window. Yeah. Um, so we were like, let's not record. Let's just talk to each other. And then that got boring real fast. So we were like, ugh. It was a good conversation, though. No, it was. I'm just joking. Uh, but it sounds like the people aren't leaving. And it's raining. So Joe's letting them. Oh, by the way, the people are in L.A. They, These folks listening to us on the podcast didn't know if the the people outside the window were in L.A. or San Francisco. Here's the funny part. They left the window. <gasps> oh, good. Yeah. So that, they probably that... maybe heard you turn on the broadcaster voice that you do on the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, because my real voice is like, hi, hi, Mike Lawson. This is how I talk for real. And then I go, hello, everyone. This is Joe Batanz here with you on Catching Up. Um, what's up with you? There is a definite Joe Batanz radio voice. Yeah, I I agree. Certainly. Uh, but it, it's not, like, drastically different from your real one. It's just, like, more energy. It's good. It's good. I'm glad you do it. I'm glad you do it, Mike Lawson. And bring it here every week on Catching Up with Mike and Joe. What? What's up with you? So nothing. I mean, the only thing I can tell you is John Paul and I had the gayest L.A. day the other day. In the morning, we went to go see a documentary about the Stephen Sondheim musical, Merrily We Roll Along, okay. okay, in Santa Monica, California. I think the name of the, the of the documentary is The Best Worst Idea in History or of All Time or something. Are they – they're remaking that, right, or something? Is that why there's a renewed energy or – I don't know. I, I, don't think, I don't think there's a, a – because a, 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 the documentary is made by a, a cast – a former cast member of the original cast. I just saw something that was... I can't look. My computer's kind of slow at all. I thought I saw something of a new movie based on one of uh, old Sondheim something, but I don't know. And there was a star attached, too. I don't know if they would do Merrily We Roll Along because it... So I, here's think, a, I don't think they would do a lot of those older Sondheim I things. think they've done the good ones. Yeah. I don't think there's anything really accessible left. There, and They've done the... Yeah, they, well, I think, like... The good ones for that are accessible for everyone, you know, well, like Into the Woods. Well, even yeah, that is ahead. kind of hard to digest, but you know, I think that's the hardest or the easiest one to digest that they could have done. Well, what I'll say is this: is uh, John Paul and I have been talking. So the thing with Merrily We Roll Along is this: so the production we saw in the matinee. Well, first I want to talk about the movie. In the movie. It's, it's, the documentary's fine. It's one of those. It's like you could probably tell me what happens in the documentary. They talk about the musical, what it was like. He was in the original cast to be cast in the musical, and the experience. A couple of, going of the big it. rewrites. Did they do any of that? Oh like, yeah. Oh, yeah. the original had this in it, and we didn't. We ended um, up cutting it, or they did a little, not that specifically, it. but yeah, they talk about the sort of the process, and they had to recast a character, a major character, right before the opening, and uh, so they do that, and. Then it it does like oh the cast reunites years and years later you know, mm-hmm. and and so anyway so that's that's the documentary. There is this guy Mike, he's an older man, older gentleman, right? 
Okay. He is so emotional during this movie. So anytime he's during the funny parts, he's like laughing way too loud and like clapping, you know, and like, oh, and someone says a good line, oh, right? And then yeah. when we did the reunion, Mike, he's sobbing, like okay. uncontrollably. I told John, I go, I think I'm not even being funny and I still don't know if this is true or not. I think he may have been in the cast. Like that's, that's how emotionally invested in this documentary he was. That I think he sure. may have been in the cast because they only really re- reunited the principals. Okay. Okay. So I or, don't know. I mean, did you get a good look at him? You know, he wasn't one of the principals. Well, I can't tell. It's been right? thirty years. You know. Yeah. But he—he's definitely the age. He could have been the right age. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So, because he's so emotionally attached to it, like it was like, why would any normal human being? Well, look. Yeah. A normal human being that shows up at a Saturday matinee of a documentary about a failed musical. Sure. I don't know how normal that is. So the, And the, then we went to a matinee of Merrily We Roll Along at the Wallace Theater in Beverly Hills. Uh, uh, TV's uh, Wayne Brady is one of the main characters. And then this really hot Broadway actor who I know was a bunch of stuff. I don't know his name. He is the, like the lead lead. And then Wayne Brady's the, the friend. Okay. Which is another lead. It's like another lead. There's three leads. Okay. Some woman. The hot Broadway guy and Wayne Brady. Some woman. Some yeah. man. Some person with a vagina. So, here's the thing with the show. I don't care that there's not a musical. Re- I have no story. So, now this is a musical theater review podcast. Let me tell you this, Great. Mike Lawson. The performances were excellent. The score okay. is excellent. The choreography was excellent. The acting was excellent. Everything was excellent. So why? So, but what's great about that is you see why the musical failed. It's the book. The book is the okay. problem. Because I don't know if you know this, and people listening, "Merrily We Roll Along" is about two or the three friends, who and and but it moves backwards. So when we when we first see the friends, they're in their forties, and then each progressive scene moves backward in time until when you see them, they're kids. Okay, and every other aspect of this production made the right choice. It's a solid, great production. It should even go to Broadway. I think it's that good. But the book is the problem. It's the book. And for those of you who aren't musical theater savvy, the book is like the spoken part of the play, of the musical. And I should say, uh, the show runs till December 31st. Tickets can be bought online. At oh, they must Beverly have extended it. Placed. Oh, I'm just making it up that what you just did was a review, and the reviews end with that information. Oh, I, I think it ends this weekend. Oh. So, um, so run out. Well, then, no, by the time they hear this, the show's over. Show's over, people. Great. Great story, guys. Yeah. But anyway, so I went with John Paul to that, right? We went we had a great time. It was just me and John Paul because Evil John was working. Yeah. But then oh, I can't oh, I can't expose that. There's a good part. There's a good Evil John story. Just You know what? Just everyone close your eyes and imagine a good Evil John story. It has nothing to do with me. That's why I can't tell it. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it was that good. So then I'm supposed to meet up with Evil John and John Paul to see the founder with uh, – uh, movies Michael Keaton as the founder of McDonald's, Ray Kroc. Okay? And then Michael Keaton's going to do a Q&A afterwards. Now Evil John's there. This Evil John will tell you something. So ridiculous. He, he, one of the reasons they were almost late was because he was wondering whether to bring a toy for Michael Keaton to sign. Oh, he didn't God. bring it. 
He didn't bring it. Okay. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something in defense of Evil John. As soon as the Q&A was over, like, a ton of people rushed him to have him sign toys. And they have to have security, like, lead him out. Okay. It's my story. It's a pretty slow week, Mike Lawson. Um, well, I have some show business that I want to do real quick. There's no um, business the fir- like show business, Mike Lawson. I, I just made that up. Trademark show business. The first thing is on our Twitter, we've been doing these polls, and I forgot last week to talk about the Polly Shore poll we did. Uh, but I asked our listeners if they find current day Polly Shore sexy, which we talked about two episodes ago in episode 168. And you'll be shocked to know, Joe, that. 24% said, yeah, buddy, that they do find Polly Shore, current day Polly Shore, sexy, while 76% of our listeners said, not that weasel. No, I'm sorry, not that weasel. So, there's that. Um, we'll put up a poll for this week. Um, do you have any things that you think we should uh, ask our listeners about? Holy shit. Is everything okay? Yeah, they, something happened to the door. Where now the door closes super loud. It's, it's right next to the. Oh, oh my god! It's right next to the apartment. I know it closes super loud now. Hope okay. they fix it. Um, um, I have no questions to ask the audience. I let them exist in their own world, free of of my pestering them for opinions. I, I, I like the questions actually, but I don't have a question for them. Okay, and then the second thing that I wanted to bring up is that friends of our show. Um, and friends of mine, uh, Brian Gregory and Curtis uh, Hill, are ending their epic podcast, Game Night Guys. Uh, they're actually recording their last episode this weekend. And I just wanted to bring it up because I feel like, well, I knew you before Game Night Guys, but I don't know if we would have gone down this rabbit hole of catching up if I hadn't gotten wrapped up with Brian and done Game Night Guys with him. So, How long um, did you do Game I Night think- Guys with Brian Gregory, Mike Lawson? Um, I have no idea. Maybe like a year. Like maybe, well, it, you, I'm relying on my memory right now. I don't know. Maybe two years. Fuck, Do you remember it could what four. I have no idea. Do you remember no, what I don't year know anything. No. I'm trying to figure out how long it's been I since you've no spoken idea. to Brian Gregory. Or your giant falling out. <laughs> Shut up. I te- me and Brian were texting this um, this afternoon. So there you go. Um, Is he I... sad about... Uh, uh, departing from uh, Game Night, guys. I I think that he's leaving it in a good place. It might have become sort of this hobby that's supposed to be fun. Maybe has become sort of a burden. So, oh, he, he um, didn't want to play another round of Mechanical Giraffe or whatever those games were. What, what I was res- that game called? I res- um, I don't remember. I I respect a podcast host that decides to close up shop and walk away. Um, not that I don't respect people that pod fade because I understand that, that there's something psychological going on there. Like you want to continue so you don't close up shop, but it's hard to find the, the time sometimes or the energy, but I do respect someone who can, uh, see that they need to, you know, close it up and walk away and give me closure. Um, so it's good. I, I'm proud of them for that. And I, that's all gamenetguys.com. So, uh, yeah, there's Christina from Greetings from Nowhere. She closed up shop. So you're proud of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Mark and Ed, they closed up shop and it's all about me. So I'm sure you're proud of oh, them. Oh, did they? So they oh, had yeah. like a last episode? Okay. I don't know. I don't listen to that show. Oh. Yeah. 
I don't I don't listen to show what's all about I I, cause I like show to be all about me, not all about with them. I don't want to hear about show right. all about them. So you would only listen if it was all about Joe. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be yeah. I would be in every week. Um and then uh, so game night guys, you're proud of them because they're closing up shop. And then um oh man, all the all the hilarious podcasts I would use for the joke we don't talk about anymore. Never mind. Um. So. Oh, and then are you proud of Taylor for closing up shop on Pot as my co-pilot? The joke failed. Now the joke failed. Yeah, I agree. Um. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Uh, there was a stabbing in Castro up here in San Francisco, and um, on Monday it was reported as a stabbing. Somebody got stabbed um right outside the post office at 18th Street in mm-hmm. the Castro. Go ahead. So, um, it was then reported that the person uh, that was stabbed fatally, by the way, he passed away, the victim mm-hmm. had a note beside him detailing next of kin and discussing why he decided to end his life. So, this is just a bizarre story that on Monday, they're like, this dude was stabbed. Let's find out who did it. But then the victim who died on the scene of a stab wound to the chest, um, he was identified as a 63-year-old guy originally from Wisconsin. And it's unclear if he was homeless at the time of his death, but he did have a small shoulder bag with him containing a passport and some other items. No drugs were found on him. Um, no toxicology yet. But they, I mean, it got enough when people saw it they thought it was a stabbing but then now they're saying it's suicide because of the note isn't that bizarre to you and they didn't arrest anybody in the stabbing no 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 but stab yourself in the chest to death doesn't that seem difficult i don't know that's why i'm reading well that's how that's how elliot smith uh killed himself who's elliot smith singer Let's wait till the siren goes. I don't know. I, I live in a sound effects uh, factory now. I know. Seriously. <laughs> I think Hello? we've done this exact joke before. <laughs> Old timey, like telephone ringing. Yeah. <laughs> a trombone. Um, yeah. That was a and bad then audience sound, applauds but... and then uh, lightning strike. Squeaky door. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's name. Let's see how many I can find on the internet. Oh, um, scared cat. So, this was a murder. Oh wait, wait, wait. There murder. This sounds like a so case for Jessica Fletcher. Stabbed. What? So the man stabbed himself. In the chest. By the way, I would, That's why I pulled I this story. Never, it just feels like crazy. I would never live in this town that this uh, murder she wrote, Jessica Fletcher, lived in. It's like this tiny town in Maine. Everyone's dying every goddamn day, right? I'm a, I, I would think she's the murderer. Okay. Wouldn't you? This tiny town, everyone's dying all the time, and this—is this your murder? She wrote bit. Is this is my murder. She wrote bit that I'm working right on. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on my. I'm working on my. Like, hey, everyone in this uh, just, I think she's killing everybody. Oh wow! What are the odds? Yeah, another. You know, old man Jenkins. He uh, is murdered, and uh, the one that solved the crime is the same mystery writer from a town of a hundred people, huh? She always. She always seems to be at the center of the murder. Don't you think that's kind of suspicious? 
You know who was on this uh, murder she wrote? Who? Auntie Vera Pat Charles. Keen. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. On more than one or no, just one. one. He played a taxi driver, and I'm not even joking. I think he has a, he has a bunch of lines, but I swear to you, every line starts with "Hey, lady." Like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> like I don't know, lady. Hey, lady. Whatever, lady. <laughs> cool. Do you know that uh, um, towards the end of Murder She Wrote, Angela Lansbury was just so fucking over it, right? Do you know about this? And yep. uh, and she's over the show. She doesn't want to do it anymore. You know. So uh, she said, all right, I'll do it, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to come in like three or four times a year and just film my part of the episodes, right? <laughs> like where the camera's on me, but I won't do it with anybody else in the room or like it's very limited, right? And then every other, film it without me and just have like a lookalike and just film it over my shoulder. Really? Yeah. That's the life. That's good Murder work she wrote. you could get it. Yeah. Yeah. She probably got paid a full salary to do it, too. Good yeah. for her. She, and then she ran out of the studio. They were like, wait, what's your rush? What's your hurry? You gave me such a fright. I thought it was a ghost. So, well, I don't know what comes after that. Um, And then she turned into a teapot. Get it? By the way, do you remember that story? I don't know if this was on Catching Up. When my parents bought my nieces... Um, a Beauty and the Be- Beast uh, a tea set. Right? I don't remember. Oh, okay. They bought him like a, a tea set. <clears throat> uh, and it came with like a Mrs. Potts teapot and, you know, everything, plates and shit. And uh, one day I see this Christmas is g- come and gone. It's a few days later now. And I see them and they're going, we're, we're going to the mall. We're going to take this uh, present back. And I go, oh, did Molly not like the tea set? And she goes, and my dad goes, no, does she like that? But it's broken. And I go, oh, what's wrong with it? Go, Look at this cup right here. It's broken. And it was, it was Chip. <laughs> I had to tell him, no, that's, that's a character. The character has a little chip in the cup. Oh, we didn't know that. I thought it was yeah, broken. That, I could see that being something that, yeah, I bet you they had a handful of people try to return it. You know, I'll bet you if you look on the packaging... They probably tried to put a picture of Chip with a chip in it to, like, assure people like your parents. Well, they should put a sign, hey, grandparents, uh, this is a character. It's, it's intentionally broken. It's not really yeah. broken. That's funny. Anyway. Um, I also wanted to tell you, Joey, Hamilton tickets went on sale here in San Francisco. And, Did you get them? Um, no. but <laughs> No. I'm not even about to stand in line, even if it's a virtual line. I'm not about to pay over a thousand dollars for like. Well, I can wait. I can it, fucking wait. Here's what I know at the Pantages. If you bought the season, you got the sure. Hamilton tickets. Yes, and there was also like an American Express batch of tickets that went on sale first. Um, it's just I don't. It automatically becomes uninteresting to me if I have to wait in a line this long, or um, I don't know. More power to you if you did, and if this is... I mean, maybe maybe also I'm not super connected to the show to do it, but mm-hmm. um, Steve tried to get tickets, he said, for my birthday, but then it, did, it didn't happen. Now, is, is, so, that, is that company the one coming to Los Angeles? Probably, yeah. Most because of our shows we see either 
I'm first or you're first, but we but, see the but same But the one cast. thing I know is that the Los Angeles Hamilton is going to be here for a very long – like like they're actually speculating there won't even be a 2018 um, Pantasia season. Oh. So – I wonder – that's so yeah. crazy. And they're going to sell out every night. Like it's – that's re- just crazy to me. And when I say ridiculous, I'm not like passing judgment at all. Like I – under there, maybe I could find a show or think of a show that I would do something crazy for. Mm-hmm. But I guess the the things that I would do crazy things for the demand is. Well, what about high, when so. I went to that Into the Woods reunion? Right. Would you have done crazy things see, for that show? Um, maybe. And like the the tour of Newsies that I saw, I I mean that is super high on my list of favorite shows. So I would have. I didn't have to, though, because I went on StubHub and bought a cheap seat or a cheap ticket and was in the, like, seventh row. So do you know what I mean? Like, maybe if there was something I loved as much as that that had a higher demand, maybe I would stand in line. I don't know. No judgment. What about that If Then musical with the chick from uh, Frozen? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I would love to do that. What's her name again? Idina Menzel. Uh, yeah, Adina Menzel. It's Adina Menzel. If then, what did I? What did um John Travolta call her? Um, Adele Nazim. Adele Nazim. Um. So anyway, uh, Hamilton is a coming, but um, I'm sure somebody will tell us if they think if they know it's the same cast or not. I particularly don't know. Um. I just kind of assumed it would be, you know. But as you're pointing out, if they're going to be doing a long Maybe canceling the whole tour or the whole season or taking up the whole season. Maybe it is not a normal tour. Or just come down to L.A. and see it. See your pal Joe. Your pal Joey. That's a musical, pal Joey. Imagine if you're um, tuning hey, in Joe, to catch up for the first time. Like yeah, this is your first episode. Like, uh... um, Joe, Joe, yeah. Joe. Yeah, I gotta, State regulators. I gotta cut that out. That's why I'm kind of just to keep talking. Joe, <laughs> state regulators tell Uber it must immediately stop self-driving car program. So Uber's self-driving car program launched um, just the other day, I want to say yeah. yesterday, in mm-hmm. San Francisco. And there's a Immediately the cars want to unionize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. But um, the there's a little bit of whiplash. Um, get the joke. But according to the Associated Press, Joey, California state regulators just announced that Uber must cease picking up passengers with self-driving vehicles until they have acquired the proper permits. And this comes after, I don't, did you see the YouTube video of the guy in the car and it runs a red light? So, okay. So here's, here's my question. Cause I was talking about this today with somebody. Cause this is how Uber should have done it. Maybe, I don't know. Is do they have a person, a human being, who sits behind the wheel to make sure everything goes right? How does it work? The the video that I see has it's like the dashboard up, and that's it. It's like a dashboard cam. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Because oh. that would be the smartest thing. Because imagine, okay, uh, self driving vehicles are super new. Imagine you pull up and there's and there's no one in there, and now you're sitting by yourself in a car. And it's being driven by you don't know what and uh, or how to stop it or yeah yeah what if there's an emergency well, yeah the, you're right and, and that Uber you know map is With always the, wrong too it's always dropping people it's always saying people are in alleys and stuff like that the you're right and also like 
panic. So like, oh my God, I actually want to get out here. I'm going to open the door and just jump out or something. Like, Mm -hmm. I could see it, I don't know, being weird. But let me tell you, uh, in this statement, Uber is, like, doing double time on damage control. And they issued a statement blaming the red light running on human error. And the quote said, these incidents were due to human error. This is why we believe so much in making the road safer by building self-driving Ubers. These vehicles were not part of the pilot and and were not carrying customers. The drivers involved have been suspended while we continue to investigate. So there wasn't a passenger in it, but there was a human driver. And the human driver ran the red. And then Mm -hmm. somehow the dash cam video was leaked. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like official dash cam video. It's interesting. Um, But what are your thoughts on Uber and self-driving? Would you get in an Uber? and And there's nobody in the car? No. You would not. So you would want to feed a, uh, the ability to turn that off. But I yeah. like talking to the driver. Do you like to, do you like talking to the driver? Uh, it depends. I there's certain drivers that I like. Well, I usually always say like hello, I'm pleasant and all that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I don't. I feel like oh, I'm not gonna have anything to talk to this person about. It's gonna be. Have you been driving all night? Uh, do you usually drive on this side of the bay? Yeah. What's the craziest ride you ever had? Or what's the weather? The weather's crazy. I don't know. So there's certain times where I'm like, I just close up and I only respond if I'm talked to, spoken to, you know? I am so good at small talk. By the way, the Uber, uh, real quick, the YouTube Uber. Sorry. Man, go ahead. Sorry. What? The YouTube Uber video uh, has a, a paid ad over it. And it's for Lyft. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, what what happened? So, okay, you know, I'm going to go see Star Wars right now. We end the show pretty soon. Oh, shit. And, um, well, maybe not because of this drama. Um, and I told myself when I got home, like, if I find a really good parking spot. I'll just walk. No, I'll just Uber to the theater. Oh. Yeah, it's too okay. far to walk. I'll just Uber to the theater. And I got a fucking sweet-ass parking spot. And it's raining. It's, like, right in front of my place. And it's so good, this parking spot. And I just got to leave very soon. Mike, it's 2.5 surge pricing right now. Ugh. Oh, yeah. So, oh, I think it's, you see, it's $13. Yeah, I think I think they're going through. Because this should be, like, a $5 ride. Uh, no, now it's $16. Yeah, no, 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 fuck it. I'm just going to drive. It's $3 parking. But that being said, if that's the case, I got to go now. Okay. Um, uh, but no, no, no. Like, let's, let's, let's wrap up the show. So, Joe, what are you up to next week? Mike, I have zero. I, well, it's, I have zero plans. I have like. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's it's, so I'm okay boring. with that. Oh, wait. We're going on hiatus. Who cares what we're doing next week? Oh. Well, my parents are coming and I wanted oh, to yeah, say that. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Also, it's worth noting, um, I'm doing brunch with Steve's closest friends this weekend, too. And is it the first time so, you ever met them? Uh, yeah. I think all of them. The ones that are going to brunch. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, My mom's having a yeah. holiday party on Saturday. That should be a blast. Oh, you know what? Listen to this story. No, you know, I shouldn't do that. Never mind. I'll tell you off the air. Okay, I feel that we'll right. start getting some Joey Boohecker. I'm not going to put it on the show. So I'll cut it off next week. Okay, I'll tell you off the air. You could even cut out the part where you were like, how about this story? Oh, okay, you're Just right. Just cut all yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, good point. All right, Joe. Well, it was nice catching up with you. We will have a show next uh, week. Go to hell, Mike. Wait, Joe. Oh, we, we will have a show next week. Um, 
but we're going to take the week after that off. Um, the show next week will be pre-recorded, but you'll see. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it'll be a pre-recorded Nice show. catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um... Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.